This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager and Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon Seifert's with us. And Dr. Brandon, how about the sequel to last week's Jock Doc with Joel Embiid? Uh, one of the uh, front writers for the MVP is going to be out, a knee procedure. It sounds like it's going to be a meniscus trip. Yeah, it sounds like that's kind of the route they're going. We kind of speculated about that last week. Um, so, yeah, here we are getting a little uh, sequel on uh, Embiid. Um, so, you know, they've mentioned in there about, you know, maybe back pretty quickly, maybe uh, anywhere from a three- to six-week kind of return for him, which, you know, definitely lends itself to more of kind of a cleanup-type procedure. Uh, but essentially what this is, as we think about the anatomy of the knee, we've talked about, you know, a lot of meniscus pathology here on the show. Um, knee meniscus, essentially it's a, you know, a C-shaped uh, structure that's on both sides of the knee. It's a, what we call kind of a, it's a shock absorber, gives you some stability as well. Um, and what happens here is you know, typically we'll see tearing in that meniscus kind of towards the back, obviously a fairly common injury in our young athletes uh, that we will see. And so the big issue with these is what happens is you tear the meniscus as you get to a point where there starts to become instability of the meniscus, so a piece of that may break free or kind of the whole structure itself may flip over on itself. And that, that obviously creates pain. From there you can have catching, locking, maybe feel like your knee kind of gives out. Those are some of those kind of classic meniscus signs. Swelling is usually a part of it. Of course, pain and limitations of sports, um, that's kind of classic for it. Um, and so that's the route or uh, the pathway that he's kind of on. And then obviously the big debate always with meniscus injuries is, you know, how do you treat them? Most of the time these are going to need surgery, especially in young, healthy, active patients, athletes in particular. Um, and then you have to make that decision, you know, once they're in surgery, is it something you can sew back together to try to get it to heal versus is it something you just kind of clean up and trim? Obviously, the goal always is to save as much meniscus as you can, and so we want to try to sew these back together if we can and give that uh, meniscus an opportunity to heal. Dr. Brandon, how big is the next few weeks for Embiid when it comes to, to recovery and rehab for a shot to get back towards the end of the regular season? Um, you know, his, he's really going to have to have a, a significant recovery kind of in two areas. You know, one's going to be getting his quad muscle back so you have that kind of strength, stability, that stabilizer of the knee. That's kind of the goal number one. Um, and then goal number two is just trying to manage those symptoms. So one, you know, how quickly does that pain go away? How quickly do those preoperative symptoms resolve? And that other op- other thing is basically trying to keep the swelling down. You know, sometimes, especially if you had previous surgery here, you're a little slower to recover. Quad takes a little longer to come back. And also swelling can be more of a factor depending on the amount of times you've had surgery. So those would be kind of those big factors, at least initially with these. The good news is, is after this type of procedure, you can get really aggressive uh, with uh, treatment with these. And so he'll be, you know, checked in and plugged into therapy right away, being pretty aggressive about getting that strength back. 
It's Dr. Brandon Seifert with us here, a Jock Doc Wednesday, talking Joel Embiid, the meniscus injury. Dr. Brandon, the prognosis put at three to six weeks, with three being uh, aggressive, six being conservative. And I look at the NBA schedule, we're 10 weeks away from the NBA postseason getting going, and it seems likely, with or without Embiid, that the Sixers are going to make the postseason. Is there any added benefit to shutting him down for the rest of the regular season? Yeah, you know, that's a great point. Uh, I would definitely lean, you know, since they, they definitely look like they're most likely going to have a you know, solidified playoff spot. So I would definitely lean a little long for him just to see what kind of distance you can get out of him in the playoffs. And so, you know, the closer you push him, maybe even to six or eight weeks, probably the better. Um, and so that would be reasonable, especially getting their, their playoff spots kind of sealed at this point. But, yeah, that's a big, big question mark. Obviously you want to get him some reps, you know, going through this. But, again, the, the more rest you can get him postoperatively, game time, I think the better he does and, and the better play is going to be for you in playoffs. Dr. Brandon, he has had injuries to, to both of his knees in his career, and what's that do to well, to your, to your lower extremities? What's he dealing with? What's his uh, basketball age, even though he's only 29 right now? Uh, you know, I'm just wondering here, mileage-wise, knee injuries to both, What's his long-term outlook? How, how long do you think he can play at a high level? Yeah, that's a really good point. When you start thinking about the amount of surgery and the injuries he's had, as we look at kind of that spectrum of, you know, what's the trajectory, trajectory here in terms of how many years does he have left, what kind of level can he play at, the big thing we really start to worry about is more the cartilage part. So, again, going back to anatomy, cartilage is that smooth surface on the ends of the bones. Um, and that's kind of your gliding surface. And so as you start to you know, chip away at that, wear away at that, that just makes life you know, more painful while you're playing, um, sets you up a little bit more in terms of having other injuries, and then also that kind of recovery period just tends to get longer and longer because you're more sore after games, more pain, less recovery. Um, and so that's really kind of the part that plays into that. And no doubt he most likely is going to have some you know, wear and tear on his cartilage. It's hard to see you know, how much does he have, how much is left. You have areas where maybe he has you know, missing cartilage, perhaps, with all the trauma he's had in the games he's played. So that's kind of the issue you worry about there. Number two, you know, the more kind of meniscus you lose, the more that kind of surface contact pressure increases inside the knee. And now those areas of maybe some damaged cartilage are seeing even more abuse because you're having kind of higher pressure in some small areas because you've lost some meniscus. So he no doubt probably has issues with both of those, in particular the meniscus we know of. And so that definitely does kind of diminish that. Hard to put a number on it. Um, it all depends on how well they can kind of manage the discomfort, figure out maybe kind of a game plan for kind of his rest, how he does practice, and then obviously managing, you know, any of those other kind of tweaks here and there where triple or meniscus or have more of those kind of twisting injuries happen where he just kind of sets you back. Um, I still think, you know, he's got a couple more good years for sure, but it's hard to say. Is he a 10-year guy? That'd be probably a stretch. Dr. Brennan, it's it's interesting to hear him talk about potential season management, maybe minutes restrictions, treating him a little differently in practice. But the thing is, is you can't wrap a guy in bubble wrap throughout an entire NBA season. So I want to get your thoughts. What can be done in the offseason training-wise for Joel Embiid with these knees? Is there anything that can be done by his training staff or, or by Joel himself in order to maybe extend his longevity a little bit in the offseason? Yeah, you know, honestly, as you look at that, Elijah, this is something that we've we've tried to emphasize more, especially in our young athlete population, is that this whole concept of rest. So you look at a lot of these high-level athletes, you know, and what it takes to play at that level, even to get to that level, the amount of work and dedication. Um, 
in the hours. But as you look at somebody like him and he's there, he needs a lot of rest. This is a guy that you're going to really just shut down. you got to make sure during those periods of rest they really are resting. It's not that you're just not doing basketball. If you're out doing a bunch of heavy weightlifting or sports conditioning, then that's not really rest. And so for him, being able to really find a good kind of rest phase and how you do that is going to be absolutely critical for him. You know, I think our NBA players and professional players of old did such a, a much better job of that. You look at like some of the things that you know, Bird and Jordan talked about kind of during their off-season time. Um, there was definitely a period of rest in there that's so different than what you know, we're doing now. So I think that is important. Um, you know, are there some medications, other types of treatments you could do? You know, not a ton on that kind of end. Obviously, we've talked about the stem cells, the PRP type stuff. Yes, yeah, sure, maybe you can utilize that some for some ailing injuries. That might help some. Um, other things for him is we always talk about biomechanics on here. Is there something maybe he does that's biomechanics a little bit off? You know, is the kneecap not tracking quite right? Does he maybe have a little bit of a muscular imbalance? Um, kind of in the quad musculature, hamstrings that maybe you can correct in the off season. Those are some things that you definitely could do that would be really beneficial for him long term. Dr. Brandon, thanks for the uh, insight on Joel Embiid. We'll see if he gets back to end the regular season. Always appreciate a few minutes. Okay, fellas. You guys take care.